time again. It's that time where David and I talk about B-Stars for an hour. Also, this episode is dropping on the start of Hanukkah 2020. So wait, no, it's not. I'm editing it on the start of Hanukkah. It's it's dropping on the second night. I know how days of the week work. Uh, so happy Hanukkah if you celebrate and if it is Hanukkah time when you're listening. This episode has nothing to do with that. In fact, it was recorded just before Halloween. Uh, enjoy. Okay, so we literally just watched episode five. Um, David, your note before hopping into our like little digital recording space was that was a chiller episode. And on By one me. Hand, oh, sorry. Yeah. On one hand, I agree with you. On the other hand, I absolutely do not. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I I know what you mean. Uh-huh. And this was still an intense episode. Yes. But I didn't think anyone was going to die. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh... A lot, a lot <laughs> happened in this episode. A lot happened. A lot. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of plot, though. Kind of just, like, a bunch of vignettes, almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's just go piece by piece. Sure. So, we start off... God, I can't believe how much time this episode covers. Uh, we start off the morning after the play, mm-hmm. um, tying back to the newspaper. Um, everybody is talking about the play last night. There is a big, uh, picture of Lagoshi on the front page. There are like all these headlines. People are saying that Lagoshi looks scary. Um, everybody is playing telephone with what happened in I the play. Heard- the wolf took out a machine gun yes. and turned the tiger into a fireball. Yep. <laughs> uh, and we get the first, we only get a tiny snippet of inner monologue from Jack, but we do get it. He's like, these people are exaggerating. And then we get intro credits. <laughs> I like Jack. Jack is fascinating. Jack is very interesting. Yes. Uh, he is not as straightforward as I expected him to be. He's really not. He's really, like a, really, really not. Because he's a cute little dog. I thought he was going to be a cute little dog character. Like, I thought he was going to be the Mr. Peanut Butter. Right. Although Mr. Peanut Butter is not. He's peach. not not. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So let's let's talk about Jack. Let's talk about him in this first actual scene where he is eating lunch with Lagoshi, they're like out somewhere. Where are they sitting? They are sitting in a drained swimming pool. That's which what is I weird thought. to me because it's summertime. Right? Like they're nearing the end of term. Right. Why isn't the pool full? Maybe but it's instead not there open are these for the students in the summer? Oh. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, Did I don't know. They, in Japan, there's no summer break, right? I think so, school is year-round in Japan. I think so, but there also seems to be, in this at least, something close to a summer break. There's at least, like, a little bit of time off. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's as much as as we. I think it might students. be like like a couple weeks at the end of term. Right. But I think that they continue through the summer months. Right. Right. Yeah, it is weird then that the pool is drained, but that's where they are. <laughs> um. What's in the pool, Will? What's in the bottom of the pool? Oh, it is a little bit of water with some butterflies. Well, first you think they're little boring moths because they're white on the outside. Right. But then they open up and express themselves and they're very colorful. Yeah, that's true. Lagoshi gives the speech. Jack brings him a lunch of soy milk and sandwich du eggy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to... like. Okay, so the icon for this show, as you have designed it, uh-huh. is egg uh-huh uh i guess we'll get to that when we get to it uh-huh it, okay it is closely related to these sandwiches sure <laughs> um but jack jack brings um brings the goshi this egg sandwich mm-hmm. um and just sort of sits there and reads the paper and lets him talk like waits for Lagoshi to open up mm-hmm. and Lagoshi gives this speech about like you know, he's been avoiding everyone because mm-hmm. of the play and he's 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 been friends with Jack for a really long time, it seems yes. like. And so yes. he's surprised that like Jack hasn't pointed out that Lagoshi wasn't acting when he right. and Bill had that on stage fight. Um and and he says something like, I just I wanted to I wanted to live like a quiet, sad, desperate life. Yeah, he wants to be self-sufficient in his depression. He wants to be able mm-hmm. to, like, fall into depressive spells and then pick himself back up uh, until last night. Now, I guess as I'm telling this, we're kind of intercutting between Jack and Lagoshi in the pool mm-hmm. and Rui, Bill, and Lagoshi, like, Rui giving Bill and Lagoshi mm. a, a talking mm-hmm. to outside the drama department. Right, right. Because this, this episode's kind of fucky with, uh, with time. Yeah. In a way that I thought was fun. Um, yes. So bef- I guess before Lagoshi has that that speech about like wanting to just be depressed and pick himself back up, we have uh, Rui scolding Lagoshi and Bill, I believe, like just after last night's play, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's the morning after, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Bill is like, trying to do the like oh i'm sorry uh and Rui is like uh i don't care i didn't expect good morals from you this changes nothing uh uh-huh. but you all ruined this play <laughs> your barbarism is totally beyond my understanding yes. yeah it's 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 kind of it's kind of weird and fucked up cuz he's like i i expected i didn't expect good morals from you i expected them from Lagoshi. mhm which kind of flies in the face of what he had told Bill privately just the day prior, which is that he thinks Lagoshi is pathetic. But I think that those two almost go hand in hand for Rui. Like, I think he thinks it's pathetic to that have Lagoshi morals at all. has morals because sure. he's a carnivore. Right. Yeah. Uh, so while, while Rui is... is uh, yelling at these two they are approached by the press and like a ton of fangirls and there is a second where Lagoshi sees Rui have real feelings on his face just for a second mm-hmm. 
And what I read from that was like, just a moment of panic of like, how the fuck am I gonna spin this? Right. Um, and like seeing that processing, but even then it's still fairly subtle. I, I feel a couple different ways about the decision that Rui ends up making because he decides to say, yes, yes, of course, it was all part of the show and we're going to keep doing it that way. And mm-hmm. here's why, you know, everyone has something to hide. Morals aren't real. The only thing that's important is the will to power. Gotta go. Bill, Lagoshi, you guys handle it. Bye. Yep. And, <laughs> and on the one hand, I think that might be an accurate statement of his amoral philosophy. Mm hmm which is super fucked. And on the other hand, that's like a really fitting punishment for the two of them. Yes. Is to have to have them, number one, pretend to be friends, and number two, have to reenact a really traumatic onstage combat repeatedly. Yeah. Yep. So it's like awful and kind of a good idea at the same time in sort of like a biblical justice sense. Right. And then they they also have to defend it artistically right to the press <laughs> which i think bill won't have a problem with but lagoshi sure will what's interesting is that the time jump in this episode takes us past what i perceive to be the likely run of the play do we yes. do we come back to the show do we no. have to watch it again okay Mm-mm. that's that's the last we see of it that's uh that's very neat that's like a yeah. neat little decision Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they could have used the play to, like, really pad out the rest of the school year, and I'm glad that they didn't. I'm glad that they didn't, too. That was smart. This this show, and even uh, the manga, though the manga, like, to a different degree, because there's, you know, obviously much more of it that gets condensed down and edited, but it's very good at staying on things for exactly the right amount of time before it moves on. Like, it's very dedicated to not having a plot like one single plot instead it's really about following lagoshi through mm-hmm. uh through very formative years of his life which i really enjoy um i i like how how deeply character focused it is um which we'll we'll see more in i think later seasons of the show we definitely get later later on in the manga, but not in the show so far. I mean, the show does it, you know, like here a bit, but the manga goes really interesting places with it. Cool. <laughs> okay, so what, what Rui literally says is if you have faith in yourself, some light yeah. should shed upon you, uh, which is... It's nothing. Right. It's just fluff. <laughs> it's it was time-wasting fluff, and then he leaves Bill and Lagoshi to, like, defend it and expound upon it. But Lagoshi eats it up. He's like, was that message... Was that for me? For me? <laughs> <gasps> oh, you cute little Dumbo. Oh, honey. <laughs> so then we cut back to Jack and Lagoshi in the bottom of the pool. Yes. Uh, and Lagoshi admits, you know, I wanted to suffer in silence. I wanted to be depressed and then pick myself back up alone. Mm-hmm. But last night on stage... I gave myself over to venting my anger to finally feeling something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack's like, wow, he's changed. And he says, it's okay to feel like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Which is, 
at first I was like, well, okay, that's mm-hmm. like a Mr. Rogersy sort of thing to say, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, what is it? How do you deal with the mad that you feel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I really thought it was going to be like, yeah, like, it's good that you're expressing your emotions. Let's come up with more productive ways for you to channel that anger, huh? Uh, and he doesn't do that. Mm-mm. He just really is attracted to the volitional force that Lagoshi displayed. Jack's just a good, wholesome Christian boy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's so into Lagoshi. <laughs> like, he loves him so much. And he, I think, and I think that he will tumble down, like, uh, to the darkest places in, oh, in pursuit of that. Absolutely, absolutely. Which is a uh, shame because he's so cute. I know, baby, please. I don't want to see his muzzle all coated in blood. No, that would be very bad. That would be very bad and very sad for me. Yes, he is a sweet baby, but he is also 100% a depiction of the most palatable version of an oppressive status quo. Mm-hmm. Uh, like... I want so much to just really love Jack and be like, oh, little baby. But this combined with the next scene gives me some pause. Sure. <laughs> pause. Oh, hey. <laughs> I, I, I've been trying to pay attention to the music more because mm. you are always noticing the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like the like Dixieland jazz like wacky theme that plays <laughs> under Jack as he's like, "Oh, you're in love with somebody. It's really Ooh, good. Who is it? Yes. You know." And he does a cute little butt wiggle dance, which is very similar to the butt wiggle dance that I would do if I had a tail. Absolutely. Um, uh, it's very. I, good. I mean, it's it is the butt wiggle dance that I do lacking a tail. Let's just be real. <laughs> True. True. Like, let's let's just can we have a moment of silence, please allow just the audience to imagine a little butt. Okay, thanks. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Stop thinking about my butt, audience. Um This little this little scene is like both really cute and also terrifying. Uh, right. Because it, it can't it doesn't even occur to Jack that like literally that, that Lagoshi could be attracted to someone who wasn't a canine. Right. This this whole episode, for me, was so queer. This was such a queer episode to me. <laughs> like, the, the assumption that it, like, must be X kind of person instead of ever possibly Y kind of person or anyone who isn't either X or Y, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, struck me as, like, very, a very, very common sort of uh, homophobic microaggression. Uh-huh. You know? Um, we get some later scenes that also struck me as really gay. But this first one, I was like, oh, oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. You mean the, like, cheesecake shot of all the dogs in the doghouse on trimming day <laughs> posing like a fireman's promotional like a fireman's charity calendar that too but i actually mean ironically uh the scene between Lagoshi and haru at lunch and i know that that sounds strange intriguing because that is not uh what somebody would 
necessarily considered queer, but I have I have reasons. But let's yeah, you'll need to translate this into into yep. straight for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Jack has sussed out that Lagoshi is in love with somebody. Um, does not figure out who, and then um, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna read my notes because I Please. forgot that the next scene happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh oh, ha ha ha, uh oh, what whoa, your beauty lies in minding in your, own your own business. business. Jesus oh. Christ, the most terrifying thing. Okay, so when I said this was a chiller episode, I lied because it's the most terrifying thing I've ever heard any any person say. It's in so scary. Absolute nightmare. Because I tra- I wrote, your beauty lies in minding your own business equals, hey, baby, shut the fuck up. Literally. You know? It was like, oh, 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 no. Yeah. Awful. 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 Okay, so. So much menace just inherent oh. in that, like, side comment compliment thing. Yes. yes. Okay. Rui is first, smart. Like Ruby's too in the smart. in the in the most dangerous way. Yes, yes. But first, David. Yeah. How did you react to the two of them as a thing? Um, I called it, didn't I? Yes, didn't I call this in episode zero? Did. Yeah, you did. Um, I think so... that you called it like the first time we had maybe the opening credits or something because mm. there's some imagery there. Uh, you called it. Oh right, because really they're like early. running along like antlers. I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I felt sad, you know, because it's so I'm, sad. I'm a I'm a simple little straight. I like a straightforward, you know, <laughs> like romance progression in a television right, show. Right. Um, and this introduces complications that will scar people. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Perhaps literally. Perhaps hmm. literally. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just sort of felt like it was a bummer. And also, who has sex in a garden shed? And also, isn't your leg broken? And all right, whatever. I mean, yeah, man. You can still do the do with a broken limb. I get it. But yeah. I don't all know. I was around. just bummed by it. That's it's what. That's how I felt bummer. about it. Huge bummer. It makes me just so sad for Haru. So yeah. sad. Um, like everything from just sort of the careless, barely paying attention way, uh, Rui removes his tie. Mm-hmm. And there's sort of a, a bland perfunctoriness to the way that he is like disrobing. Ugh. Yes. And I, I think it's it's clear from this scene, like this is not a one-time thing. Right. Like they have no. There's. There's sort of a rote familiarity to it. Yes. Yes. Fucking tragic. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Your beauty lies in minding your own business. <sighs> Christ. Ay ay ay. But then we get a fun anyway, scene. They're all shedding. Fixing up oh, the doghouse. Whoa. 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 <laughs> woof woof. Woof woof. I would like to live in a house with a bunch of doggies. Yes, me too. Live that good Paul Bay life. Mm-hmm. Um 
this scene it's funny doesn't... i just got a text from my downstairs neighbor uh and and she was like you up but it's specifically and i know that sounds suspicious but it's specifically about whether or not it's too late for our dogs to play together oh, <laughs> that's extremely good yeah oh it's izzy oh izzy okay so this this scene with shedding and summer being around the corner doesn't do much um except we set up i guess we transition from that to setting up this summer festival meteor festival drink for the first use of yata yes Uh, is is it the first yata in the show i believe so i believe so but there's a specific line that i want to i want to focus on here for a sec Um, the reason they are excited to work on the summer festival is because they can go out to the city without a permit. Is that something that that (laughs) Yeah. So we will find out, I think next episode, why, but students who are in high school cannot go to the city without a specific permit allowing them out into the city. Okay, because when when I encountered that detail, I did flag it in my head. I was like, that's weird. And mm-hmm. then I was like, maybe this is a boarding school thing. Like, mm. Maybe, you know, but it's... Like, I don't think Jillian could just have, you know, fucked off to Hartford when she was in school. Mm. You know, Harry and Ron and Hermione need permission to go to Hogsmeade. That's true. Like, do you I, need, I will you know... say, maybe, you know, I won't say, actually. I won't okay. say. <laughs> yeah, nobody else gets hints. Yeah. Don't give me yeah. a hint. No, you don't get one. Look, just because I'm cool and smart and handsome doesn't mean that you get to treat me different from all your other cool and smart and handsome friends. <laughs> I was going to say, you're about to get into a fight with Joshy. <laughs> I mean... Josh beats me in like, oh, this is not a fight I'm going to win. <laughs> you hush. Everyone hush. All my everyone's, friends is beautiful. Everyone's smart. beautiful in a different way. <laughs> so talk to me about the Meteor Festival. Um, this is a fun, it's a fun bit of world building uh, that I think is delightful. So give me your take on it. I love the idea that does everyone make dinosaur decorations for the meteor festival or just um the Cheriton school the Cheriton school like drama department is so everybody all of the clubs make something for the festival um mm-hmm. the drama kids at Cheriton make dinosaurs we don't really see the others so it's hard okay. to say but the festival itself definitely is there to celebrate dead dinos who are the ancestors of all living animals. Mm-hmm. And they celebrate the meteor that took them out, baby. They sure do. And the meteor <gasps> is a, you light a candle for love. <laughs> There's a bunch of things going on. I remember, so one of my best friends had this theory when we were in college. And I, I, I don't know if he still thinks about it this way, because I think it's a little overbroad. Um, but that all, you know all mid-century Japanese art is to one extent or another about the bomb. And I don't think that Mm. that's true. I think that Mm. that's, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to heap, you know, uh, 
heap scorn upon my best friend from like an opinion that he had 10 years ago. Of course. Um, but I think that anything that is about like a cataclysmic civilization ending explosion mm-hmm. in, in Japanese visual culture is going to at least gesture towards the bombings of Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Like mm-hmm. it, it seems to me inevitable. I'm yeah. not sure that I, as an American, could reference, you know, a cultural festival that celebrates the extermination of an entire civilization no. through aerial bombardment without thinking about one of the worst things the United States has ever done. Yes. Agreed. So, I don't know. There's that going on. But then yeah. it's also layered with, and if you light a candle with your girlfriend, you'll be together forever. Yes. <laughs> Which is, I don't know, kind of like all the embodied contradictions of being alive in the first place. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know, like, we'll we'll look back. If we survive Trumpism, we'll look back on this 25 years from now. And my, you know, potential children will be like, so you and mom got married while Trump was president? And I was like, yeah, we were really happy, but also we were really miserable. Yep. You know? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like in 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 the worst of times, life continues. Yep, it sure does. Who boy? Who boy? <laughs> what I was also... the question again? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it, it was like, what what was your reaction to the meteor festival? Oh yeah, yeah. I will also say when I heard there was a festival coming up uh, in in the plot, I was very excited. I love me a festival. I love me a carnival. I love me a mm-hmm. big event episode. I love like a Halloween special. I love a Christmas special. I love, love I love this food kind of on shit. sticks. Yeah. Oh man, love food on sticks. Gotta love food on sticks. Ugh. Love a festival. I really want to know because I've missed it. Um, does DC have a state fair? We're not a state, so no. Yet. Yet. The Washington DC is a state fair. Exists. Hell yeah. And it happened last year in... That's nice. Okay. Oh, I guess there was an online DC State Fair mm, no. this year. That no, sounds no. like Ann Bumber. Yeah. No, sorry. If I can't get a funnel cake, it is not a State Fair. There's no point. Yeah. No, no. Hmm. Anyway... Uh, sorry, food on sticks took me out. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think people are excited about the Meteor Festival. Haru mm-hmm. gets very stoked about the idea of like, oh yeah, I'm going to the Meteor Festival, maybe. Or sorry, Lagoshi gets really stoked at the idea of like going to the Meteor Festival. Maybe he'll get to light a candle with Haru and they'll be together forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's uh, very uncomplicated inside his little dog brain. Yes, very, very simple, very straightforward. Uh, and then, unfortunately, uh, for his uncomplicated brain, he smells her and he bails. Uh, we cut to I Haru. loved this next scene. It's, it's good. So Haru sees some dying sunflowers and she's like, babies, no, babies, no. So she's going to rehabilitate him, rehabilitate them. No, nope, uh, keep it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's fair. <laughs> I mean, isn't that uh, that is what he wants? Well, I, I mean, isn't that also just sort of her 
one of her many flavors of trauma response is that yes. she sees a broken thing and she, she realizes it. that instead of focusing on her own like psychological issues that she should instead put all of her mental energy into making the flowers pretty uh-huh we don't gotta we don't gotta talk about that we don't gotta talk no. about that trauma response we don't gotta do oh. that we don't gotta do that mm -mm. <laughs> Make it pretty, cover it in flowers. Don't think about it. Make it nice. <laughs> yup. Uh, yup. So Will, to what extent is this show... I'm sorry, I've been self-centered. <laughs> uncharacteristically so. To what extent is this show an attack against you? Oh, God. So oh, much. Oh. So much. Sure. <laughs> in fairness, in fairness to both myself and the listening audience, when you framed this to me as like, please watch this sexy, sad, furry show with me, I think it's perfect for you, David Reinstrom, because of the ways in which I, your friend, will know that you are sad. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I stopped. Uh -huh. But now I realize that this show has both of us by the ghoulies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, you called it a little earlier on where at one point you said like, hey, Lagoshi is kind of Liam too, huh? From, from mm -hmm. Fables, uh, for listeners, it's my, uh, fiction podcast. And I was so relieved. It's pretty that, good. That you that, should listen. <laughs> Thanks. Buzz marketing. <laughs> I was so relieved that that thought stopped there. Uh, -huh. uh, because anytime somebody compares something to Liam and I confirm it, I panic because I also often say that Liam is just darkest timeline me. Uh, I mean, I know that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I got ears. <laughs> so yeah, um, this this show is an attack on both of us completely. Sure. Good. Uh, well, instead of us suffering in silence alone, let us suffer together. And in yeah. the doing, help each other up. Exactly. Blah. Blah. Ugh, friendship's <laughs> gross. Yucky. Um, so, so Haru picks up this little vase of wilted plants mm -hmm. and trips over a Mary Jane, mm -hmm. uh, a Mary Jane leggy, um, and <laughs> tumbles to the ground. The vase shatters, of course, and it's the Harlequin rabbit and her dumb cronies. Mm-hmm. And... The Harlequin Rabbit's attack on Haru is like the thinnest, most pathetic. It's thing. so pathetic. Because she's like, she's like, I couldn't get back together with my boyfriend because you're slutty. And Haru is like, that says a lot more about you and him than it says about me. <laughs> yeah, her response was great. I was yeah. really proud of her in this scene. Yes. It was fantastic. Her her rant was incredible. And I am sad for her that it was undermined by Lagoshi Big Scary behind her, even yeah. though it was also funny. Because it, it looks like her harangue is making them quail at her, but they're just running away from him because they think he's about to eat her. Yes, yeah. Does not, does not go as she expected. Uh, and then... And then Lagoshi just like falters and is pathetic he so is like so it's so pathetic. ridiculous Wait, can because... we can we pause for a second because i just yes. really want to focus on the last line before like 
one of the last lines before Lagoshi shows up. She's like, yes. and you know, you and your dumb ex-boyfriend are going to go extinct. And then at the meteor festival, we'll mourn you the way we mourn the dinosaurs. And I was like, oh man, it's such a burn. <laughs> yes, it's so good. Such a legendary burn. There is something here about the fact that like, Haru is really the one to be afraid of here, right? Like, she totally has them pegged. She is not backing down. Everything she's saying is right. Lagoshi comes in, says nothing, is pathetic, <laughs> but is the one who is scary. Ugh. Right. Blows. <sighs> there was there were a couple of really neat things happening here. Mm-hmm. Um and I think this has happened before with Lagoshi and Haru, but he gets all up in his head and normally in like a moment of panic like that in a television show, like time would sort of slow down. Mm-hmm. But it, it does doesn't. not here. It just nope. continues to flow normally and she mm-hmm. continues to seem to treat it as normal that he is just standing over her silently. Yes. I think it probably is pretty normal for her maybe not with a wolf but like she is intimidating pretty girl you know so i think probably he doesn't answer and she's like yeah that tracks (laughs) it was the she forgets that she didn't sleep with him she sure does she just and fills in that gap and and that is such a a deep bummer to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then as soon as she like and then Lagoshi like slams the wall and he's like that's not what happened. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a little forceful and it kind of mm-hmm. jolts her into remembering. Oh yeah, no, you put a blanket over me. I stripped mm-hmm. and then you ran away. Um, and then like she just abruptly changes tacks in the what I'm now coming to recognize is a Haru trauma response. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, not thinking about that anymore. I was wrong yep. about that. Let's go yep. eat. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then she invites him to eat. And <sighs> David, this scene stressed me the fuck out. Oh, it's very stressful. This is it's this is so the cornerstone stressful. of this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, I know that this is all a series of vignettes, but this is like... Oh, this is really the, important. Yeah, this is this is the Sorry, big I one for bumped sure. The, uh, I bumped the microphone. Oh. I know this is this episode is a series of vignettes, but this is, I think, the most important one. Yeah. Yes. Um, let me talk about why this scene in my read is extremely queer. Please. So. There has not been a lot of talk about, like, actual homosexuality at all in Beastars. Instead, the status quo is so focused on mating with somebody of your own species. Um, like, as as close as you can get to keeping a sort of uh, genetic strain going. Um... So I think in the world of Beastars, and this is this is something that's kind of brought up later on, but I think is is also we've seen this, you know, uh, being with someone of a different species is so 
so against the status quo uh, that, in my mind at least, in the world of B stars, Lagoshi and Haru being together is queer. Okay. Sure. Um, I wouldn't call this like queer representation by any means. No, but it is queer. Um, and I think that it. Yes. Yes. It's like it's like capital. It's like academic. Gotcha. Queer. Okay. Um. But also, and then I should say also, like this can be obviously read as interracial relationships. However, uh, I, I have no room to speak on this and i have much room to speak on gay so i'm going to focus on gay uh because i also think that the absolute panic anxiety spirals the two of them have during this lunch is just fucking queer culture like (laughs) that's interesting because i saw a lot of like previous versions of me in lagoshi and his like terrified anxiety. I mean, I guess I guess many things oh, can be true at once. Oh, that makes sense too. But also, exactly, exactly. I think that this is like not me saying that the read is queer, but instead saying my read sure. right now, or that you were performing queer. a queer read um, on it. It's not that there it's, is that like. Yeah, it's not that the text is yes, necessarily yes, queer. You. It can be. Okay, legit. Right. Right. Um, this panic of being seen Mm -hmm. together in an Mm -hmm. intimate way by others in a way that challenges the status quo, uh, is itself, uh, that hits very close to home. Um, and then, like, Lagoshi not even knowing how to talk to her, um, and not even knowing how to ask her name, and then her thinking, like, yeah, and her thinking, like, her having this biological response to run away uh, and trying so hard to fight against that. And they're both dealing with the anxieties of these things so hard that they can't actually even engage with each other uh, is, I, I think, mm-hmm. something that's very, very, very common gotcha. in what, early Was that what it was like for you? For sure. So until Zach... I mean, it, and including Zach, I had only ever uh, been in relationships with cis men. And this has changed now. And gotcha. in these experiences, yeah, I can completely see parallels um, between this and this episode for sure. And there was like, you know, like you're saying, like to some degree, I can see... I can see myself uh, in interactions with those cis men, like, playing out here, but it's it feels very different when it's not a, like, het-appearing relationship. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's sure. a different what do we know? What do we know about the writer of the manga? What do you know about the creator of the Very little. The I know that she is very young and she is a woman. She was born in 1993. Oh my god! Yep, she is younger than me. Oh! What year yep. were you born? 91? 92. 92. Okay. Oh, she is apparently extremely private. She whoa. wears masks I mean, outside. That would have been much more of a whoa pre-March. 
like f- fuck you we all wear masks yeah. outside i mean like like oh. cartoon masks oh. she wears chicken masks all right yes <laughs> yeah fascinating so every yeah. time every time lagoshi uh, takes a bite of something it makes haru kick her leg out yeah. uh, she just doesn't she can't watch a carnivore yeah. eat and you can hear the rustling of her skirt fabric every time she does it it just goes Fuff. wait let me see if i can do it with my shirt yep yeah Ooh. it does a that yeah 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 and it take it yeah um and she has this like mm-hmm. pained smile on her face Ugh. yeah before before you went on the before you explained to me how this was like a queered social interaction i was still viewing it through like a hetero mm-hmm. lens and viewing it through like mm-hmm. patriarchy poses an imminent like threat of violence to haru so she's going to like fawn mm-hmm. in order to get out of it yes which is also definitely a valid read of this like i think that 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 tracks really well. so i was i was wondering like oh maybe that's why will found this episode much more stressful than i found it because i've rare is the case when i've had to you know have a fawn response oh true because i'm tall yeah and that's true <laughs> yeah this this whole lunch interaction sure. stressed me the fuck out like from both of that perspectives because I, I've had both of I've those perspectives, I've only had the Lagoshi perspective, um, so I was like, this is stressful, but I can deal with it. I haven't been both. Yeah. Yeah. It also was so sad. Like, they are so... Like, mm-hmm. Haru keeps making this distance between the two of them, and I, I obviously do not blame her for doing so. And Lagoshi is trying to close it, and she just will not let him... And right when he's about to ask her name, there's like a few quick, a few quick twists here. He's about to ask her name. She's like, okay, bye. And then, uh, then there's another twist and she's like, where are you going? And he says, I'm headed back to, she says, I'm going to head back to the door. Where are you going? Right. And he says, oh, me too. And then they wind up walking together. And then there's this really tender moment. Sorry, go ahead. Yes. So it's like. It could have just, it could have been her just bailing on the situation. But the fact that she, like, sort of gives that invitation, I think was very, was very nice. Like, she's clearly, like, she needs out of this current bad situation, but she's not letting herself give up entirely. And it does lead to a really sweet interaction. So they're walking home, and Haru bends to like buckle her little shoe and Lagoshi says no mm-hmm. let me and then his eyes are all sparkly and then he clasps a rose between his teeth and then they kiss and then in roll credits the end of the series everything's great we did it the end that's not what happened we've done it but he does buckle her shoe <laughs> and then their eyes meet for the first time and it's really no. cute It is. It made me think of, um, in a very early episode, maybe like the first episode, um, you pointed out the differences between eyes. And Mm -hmm. that becomes something that's so recurring here. Um, Though I think that you had talked about like 
the more human eyes versus the less human eyes. Um, and here they're, they're kind different. of put on like the same footing. They're just different. Yeah. Which was very nice. I loved the way that Lagoshi's tail was wagging because he's like kneeling to be at yeah. her like eye level and also to buckle her shoe. But that means that his tail popping out of the back of his pants is like parallel with the ground. Mm-hmm. And so his tail like is wagging and it's just getting really dirty. Just brushing up the dirt. Because it's just sweeping yeah. the, the dirt. Oh, honey. And they finally introduced themselves. Yes. And I thought that was Episode great. five. It's five Amazing. episodes before they know each other's name wild how many episodes in the season i want to say 13 let me look me, me, me out. okay sure that sounds like a pretty standard episode ordoir it is 12 cool yeah so almost almost halfway through the episode through the season before they know each other's name amazing oh wow What happens next? Oh, that's the end of the episode. That's it. That's the end of the episode. Oh, my God. Well. Do you have any other notes on this one, David? It's okay if you Um, don't. I know, but, like, how do I end the episode of Empty the Cues? I know. It's true. I got to find a button. A button like the button on the buckle of Haru's Mary Jane. We got it, folks. Da and dog plus bun. Da and. <laughs> I did. I did think it was interesting that in their dueling inner monologues, both Haru and Lagoshi refer to each other with. Nicknames that are both familiar and distancing. Mm. Like if a stranger calls you buddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so like she calls him Wolfie. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, Wolfie, we can't be together. And it's sort of like, sorry, fella. You know, <laughs> you and I, will ne- our paths will never meet. Right. And he's like, oh, bunny, I think about you so frequently. You know, um, but like they don't, they don't. They're not people to each other yet. Right. Because they can just sort of use the familiar form of the class that they are. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like the name that individuates them. Because right now the two of them are just sort of looking at each other as these stereotypical depictions mm-hmm. and filling in the gaps in that way. Yeah. Their I names thought are like that the... was intriguing. Yeah. Their names are the first step into like really thinking of each other as actual people and not icons or concepts or events that have happened to them. Like, they are now solidified as real people who know something integral about each other and they have that shared knowledge and there is not really any walking back from that. Sure. Names is important. Names is important. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Woe. <laughs> Wub Wubbyums. I'm Dimbid Brimbrum. Oh, I'm Dimbid Brine Shrimp. Hmm? <laughs> Dimbim. This is me. This is my good friend Dimbim Brime Shrimp. 
Jim Bim Brandshrimp, nice to meet you. Um, I, I would like to point out for the benefit of our audience that when Will creates a cast recording environment, uh, you get to set your own name because each each one is instanced and you can just sort of, it's like a chat room. And so uh -huh. you set your name when you log in. Uh, I have set mine as uh, Dawood. <laughs> Cause That's I'm a little so wolfy cool. boy. That's so Thank good. You. <laughs> you can find empty the cues. Oh man, I uh, I almost made it two episodes in a row without singing. Man, okay. You can find empty the cues on socials at empty cues pod and on uh, the on you it website. <laughs> On website, you can find us emptythecues.wordpress.com. That's enough. That's that's enough. Oh boy. Oh boy. It rained for the first time in 110 days here in Phoenix uh, today. So I I'm having a good day. And that means brain no worky. Okay, bye.